Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Centrus out of the 1 1. Self Assured tracks him up. Top of the lane, BD Joe. South Coast Arden's a length away. Hot and treacherous working home. And Self Assured down the outside, BD Joe to be caught. Self Assured and South Coast Arden, hot and treacherous. BD Joe, self-assured, booms home now. Self-assured from the tail end of the field with a sharp sprint to pick up the Founders' Cup. I'd say South Coast Arden just second in front of BD Joe. Yeah, Chris touched on it earlier, but he's certainly uh, one of New Zealand's stars, self-assured, and just the drive, Chris. So Mark Purden, even that other horse, uh, Akuda as well, just the confidence he's got in these horses to drive them that way, knew, knowing probably that they're going to pick them up. Yeah, it's always cold, Steve. When you watch the uh, the action live or even on replay, you keep thinking, he's got to pull out soon, he's got to pull out soon. But when he does, they come so quickly and they were both so impressive in their own right there on Friday night. So uh, we'll get to see these horses again. Obviously, self-assured aiming towards that, uh, that new race, which is called The Race. This is their slot race coming up at Cambridge next month. And Akuta's got the derby this Friday night. So... There's a lot to look forward to, and who knows, they might even find their way to Brisbane during the Tad Constellations in July. It'll be great. That would be a promoter's dream if you could have a Cooter and Leap to Fame yeah, going head-to-head uh, on Aussie soil uh, during our carnival okay. because they certainly look the best of their age groups at this point uh, from both sides of the ditch, so that's something to look forward to. No worries. I might shoot a message off to uh, Grant Dixon and just uh, chase down what's happening there, the latest with uh, Leap to Fame. Scott Miller's with us, Chris. Well, Scott Miller could play a role during the Tab Constellations because, as we know, uh, they've got uh, some nice horses, the Raboki Farm, and uh, they're in the winner's circle here on Sunday night, and they've got a strong hand again here today. Shannon Price, Scott Miller, and Scott joins us now. And there's one horse in particular that I wanted to delve deeper with, Scott, uh, because he's a very intriguing runner here today. Speak the truth. He's a last uh, Group 1 runner-up, beaten narrowly behind Away We Go. And many feel if he had a little bit more luck on his side, he should have easily picked off that feature during last year's Tab Constellation. So he's one of quite a few they've got in today. Scott, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Can he play a, a role during the carnival this year? Speak the truth. He's richly talented. Yeah, we're hoping so. Um, yeah, he's had a uh, he had a long spell after that uh, the triad last year, and we've looked after him. He had a little bit of a setback early in the year, um, but um, yeah, no, he's all on song now. So um, hopefully, in the next yeah next few weeks, he'll sort of really clamp the screws down a bit, and um, yeah, see how he goes. All right. So we haven't seen him since July. So it. It wasn't a deliberate move to give him that far off. He was back in work before he just had that little bit of a setback. Yeah, yeah, he was in full work. And then uh, one Sunday here, uh, his paddock mate uh, must have kicked him and got him above the eye and uh, sort of got really infected. And uh, there at some stage, you didn't know if he was actually going to lose his eye or lose sight in one eye. So um, after sort of three or four days here, we um, got another, got the vet to come, oh, well, we had a vet out to look at him, but we're sort of just playing it and treating it ourselves, but it wasn't getting much better, so we had to then take him to the uh, West Vets, and uh, he was there for probably two weeks, um, getting looked after, the, so he could uh, get his sight back and um, get that infection in his eye. He had a little bone chip in there, so that was the problem. Okay, so he still got vision in that eye? 
Yeah, yeah, it's all good now. Um, yeah, so okay. he's got full vision, which is, that was, you know, hopefully that was our main aim. He had full vision. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, he's all good now. It's just a bit of a setback. But, um, you know, things these things happen and probably was better timing than it happening, um, you know, closer to the carnival. So. Right. Well, he's beautifully bred this three-year-old, a son of Vetter's delight. Six starts last year for two wins and three minors. Just on that last start performance in that Group 1 Q-bred triad, is that a fair comment that uh, with a little bit of luck, he, he should have walked away with that feature? Yeah, well, we think so. Yeah, he just didn't have the, the 100%, all the luck that we needed that night. Um, he was on song. Um, his runs going into that race, they were all all kept going better, like early in the season, you know, you would have looked at him, oh, you know, hasn't really done much, but he's sort of, it's just a typical better's delight, you know, they do keep getting better, and um, yeah, once, you know, you just have to keep getting them fitter and fitter, and he was, at that time, we sort of timed his run right last year, and um, we had him right on the mark on the night, but uh, we just didn't have that full full lot of luck that we needed on that night, but um, yeah, anyway, that's racing, and um, you know, it's the way racing goes, unfortunately. It was a bit of a, a rough and tumble affair, that Group 1 tried for the boys last year. The horse that beat you in that race uh, is up against you today, and away we go. So you've got the barrier draw edge uh, landing the inside gate, away we go, drawn out in gate five. Is your guy fit enough? Is he fought enough to take down away we go? Um, well, we're, we're hoping so. Um, obviously, he's never drawn a good gate before, like in a, a one where we've had to really push him out the gate. Um, so we'll just have to see how he begins uh, today. Um, obviously, we don't give Adam any instructions. He does his own thing. and um, But um, hopefully, he's got enough sort of gate speed to get out the gate um, and sort of be in a forward position. But anyway, time will tell. Today's not the... Um, you know, not to try it. It's just mainly a, you know, a process of keep getting him race fit. And, you know, he's not going to be 100% fit today because he's only had, um, you know, he had one trial and then two weeks and then the trial last week, which his trial last week was very good. Um, he ran a good last uh, thousand. Um, so it's just a progress and really just getting to that fitness and getting ready for those races in the carnival. Okay, well, you're hoping to have him return at Albion Park, but with their obvious uh, closure at the moment, you had a little option, but to come to Redcliffe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Redcliffe's not ideal for us. Um, you know, uh, we'd like to see him on a big track, but, um, you know, we just have he has to race. He has to get there. He's, um, you know, he's APG eligible for the three-year-old, and, um, you know, Grant's horse will be in that as well, so... You know, he's got to be, like, getting really fit. Uh, that race is sort of only three or four weeks away, so, you know, he needs the race to get fit so he can uh, hopefully compete against Cranes or Sleep the Plan. All right. Well, map out his campaign ahead. What are we looking at? You've just mentioned the APG, obviously the try, and then the derbies. It's going to be crafty for you and Shannon just to try and avoid Leap the Fame at all costs. Uh, yeah, I think so. But, I mean, I, I think our guy, you know, I, I really do like Grant's horse. Um, but, you know, by the same token, I wouldn't be saying to Grant, I'll swap you. You know, like, I'm really happy with our guy. He follows good speed. He peels off good speed. Um, you know, so um, by the same token, I, you know, I, I'm still happy with our guy. And, yeah, we don't want to be clash with Grant's every week. I'm sure Grant doesn't want to be clashing with ours every week. So, um, you know, um, so we'll just be having to go where we have to. You know, the good thing is our guy's still on a low mark where Grant's guy will be 
you know, on a quite a high mark now. So, um, you know, we won't be clashing to get fit. Um, it'll just be in the bigger races that will clash. Um, that'll just be the Derby and the APG. Obviously, Grant Torse is uh, New South Wales bred, so um, we won't be clashing against him in the triad um, and the breeders. Okay. Just looking at it, uh, just for the locally trained three-year-olds, there's a bit of depth here. We've got your guy, Speak the Truth, the way we go, we've mentioned him. Grant seems to have an army of horses. Leap to fame, Tim's a trooper, class to the max. We always have faith. Danger Zone looked really good recently, so there's some good three-year-old talent locally. Yeah, yeah, it's a bloody, it's a really good, great cop of Queensland horses, really. Um, and, and you know, some of them might not be Queensland bred, but uh, just being locally trained here, you know. Um, yeah. And I, you know, just pro, proved, we you know, when Grant took his down, that, um, you know, they are a good bunch. Um, and even um, our danger zone, like, you know, he's a, he's a really above average horse, you know, like he's, you know, he's another one that put him in the right spot in the right situation you know he could blow over everyone you know so um it's, it's going to be a good race you know hopefully it doesn't scare off too many you know obviously it's always good to get some interstate people come for the derbies but um you know it might scare a few of them off with the quality that actually is in queensland yeah teddy disco is another one that just come to mind so there yeah. is good depth here locally uh we look forward to seeing him step out today speak the truth what about catchphrase is she a good chance here from the inside up against saginaw who's looked really good here at Reckliff, but uh from this inside gate she can be very competitive yeah yeah she'll be very competitive she's very honest little filly you know she's not the best one but um you know uh, probably the only thing that we need to do is um for saginaw to sort of do something you know which is you know, he can do just depending on what sort of day he's having, you know. So um, if he does everything right, he should just be too good for them. But um, she's definitely a chance, um, you know, to run a place. And uh, if he does something wrong, well, she's, you know, a chance of winning. You know? All right. And then you've got three runners in race seven today. So much more first up. Beach Magic last start winner and really impressive in his own right. And some moments somewhere who's listed as the favourite and also a last start winner. So it's a really strong hand. Just on some moment somewhere do you like this horse because he was really impressive last week yeah yeah he's a really lovely horse um yeah he he actually you know he's only won uh, three races now i think but um he was up against a lot of good horses in melbourne uh when greg and jess had him down there um and he ran second and you know placings in some of the big races down there um he he was again he sort of got all worked all the way back up and um it was Greg was going to give him a couple of starts down there and then send him up for the derbies, and obviously we were going to take him back in training. Um, but then he um, he had uh, swelling in one hock and then uh, got an X-ray and he had OCDs in one of his hocks, so we had to even get it operated, which then set him back. So that's why he missed so much racing. Well, he didn't race as a three-year-old, but um, but he uh, he had one trial back early um, and then he went really good. Adam was really happy with him, um, and then he got sick. And then I said to Shannon, he was working really good at home. I said, oh, we'll just put him in instead of trolling because, you know, he's above average. And then obviously we come up against the good one of Pete's and they went 56. Uh, his run wasn't disappointing. But then last week he backed it up um, and went really good. He's, he, yeah, he's, he, he's a nice horse um, and he'll run right through his grades, I would think. Is he easily the pick of that trio today in that race? Um, yeah, he's he's definitely the pick. Um, you know, Beach Magic's going really good. Um, he's really loving Redcliffe, the shortest straights, um, and he's getting around there really good. 
Um, but the other horse, I like the other horse as well. Um, so um, the other guy in Barry, you know, so, so much more. He's um, yeah. he's a very nice little horse. Hasn't had much um, starts and he hasn't had much luck um, sort of through his racing career. But um, he's he's another one that I think he'll go through his mark if he stays sound enough. Yeah. Okay, well, it looks like it's going to be a, a good day at the office for you. Plenty of power there today. Headlined by this very classy three-year-old, Speak the Truth, who resumes in race four. Scott, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thank you. There's Scott Miller joining us, going through all of the Reboki runners. Scott Miller, Shannon Price, they've got a good team. They're in good form, and he's a real key runner today. Speak the Truth, who lines up in race number four, up against Away We Go. We were just talking about the three-year-old prop here, locally trained three-year-olds, and there's a lot of talent. The two-year-olds, we're looking forward to seeing them. And when we're talking about young horses, you think of yearling sales, the Garrard's Reckless Yearling Sale takes place this Sunday. So it's this weekend, first lot in the ring at noon. It's series number 15. So uh, graduates of this sale eligible uh, for that $100,000 race series at two and the $50,000 race series at three. So they have to go through this sale on Sunday to be eligible. So we look forward to this sale. The man that's put the sale together is Darren Ebbett, and he joins us now. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. The uh, the clock is ticking down. Uh, are you looking forward to the weekend? Yeah, always looking forward to the uh, annual Redcliffe yearling sales. Uh, it's like Christmas Day for me. It's um, something that's very close to my heart, and um, it just keeps getting better and better. Series number 15, I find that hard to believe, but uh, it's just something that continues to get bigger and better each and every year. Yeah, it's um, it's flown by, but um, from humble beginnings, when, when we started, we uh, we didn't know where we'd, we'd end up, but with the uh, the backing of uh, Redcliffe, uh, which my father was president at the time, we, we came up with this idea. And then with the uh, generous sponsors throughout the year, and uh, then when Garrards came on board, they, uh, the, the sale got bigger and bigger with, with the uh, prize money and turning it into a Group 1 race. Are you surprised that to reach that status now, Group 1 level, $100,000? Oh, we, we did always have it in mind. Um, but, yeah, we just, just needed, needed that, that backing from Garrards. And, um, yeah, here we are. Yeah. And when you look back at the honour roll since this uh, series began, uh, it, it's a very strong list. Uh, Teddy yeah. Disco won the two-year-old race last year, and uh, he's just one of many, many good horses that have been able to get through this series. Yeah, we've. Um, it's just incredible the horses that keep coming out of this this sale. You know, right right from our first sale, we we sold Abby Tiara. You know, and she took Queensland by storm, and uh, now we've seen her in the breeding barn, and we've actually sold some of her progeny. Uh, yeah, it's just just horses year after year keep keep coming out. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're fillies or colts. Uh, the, the, the writing is on the wall. Let's talk about the catalogue itself for this weekend. There's 66 horses to go under the hammer here. How do you rate this catalogue for 2022? Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's very outstanding. Um, in particular, on the on the dam side, you know, the quality of dams that are that are through this catalogue is is probably one of the best we've seen. Um, and it's it's quite good to notice that there is actually a lot of local stallions too supported. There is the few of the uh, interstate stallions, but yeah, it's a sale where where the local stallions are supported. And but the mares that that are on offer there, the foals that are out of the the mares is is quite incredible. A lot of black type all through the pages.
Yeah, when you go through it, it does read very strongly. And as you outlined, there, there's some great stallions represented here, not only locally. You've got Changeover, Cammy Best, Mr. Feelgood, a hoka punter, but you've got all those big-name stallions as well, the likes of Art Major, Sweet Lou, Always Been Mickey. The list goes on. So it's got something for everyone, this sale. It is. There's horses for everyone, and that's what it's always been, is that there is a horse for everyone, and... Um, it's it's quite amazing where where the uh, they all come from and um, which ones step up in into the two year old and and even further on into the three year old and into the horses racing career. You know, it's just proved itself time and time again that this is this is a bargain sale. Yeah, Burwood Stud recently had their open day where they showcased their draft and by all accounts there was a good turn up there and there was a lot of positivity about that draft and. They've been great supporters, Burwood from day dot. So I'm sure Noel and Christine Denning are looking forward to Sunday as well. Yeah, yeah, we were up at the day, of course, and um, it was lovely turned on up there with um, with the barbecue and and refreshments and the the yearlings that was showcased from Burwood Stud. There was um, so much hype of of people and um, of of the quality of drafts that they've put together. Uh, Noel pulled me aside and said. You know, Redcliffe, we've, it's always been good to us, and we want to uh, we want to keep it that way, and um, we we want to see Redcliffe sale keep going on and on into the future, which is the plan and uh, will be the plan. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of people showed up that day. Quite surprising because there was a race meeting on that day, unfortunately. But um, and and different people like in saying that new people and people wanting to get back into the industry, and I think that comes down to the the Qbread scheme that's on offer. Well, I wanted to touch on that because if you needed any any more sort of uh, help to, to get along to this sale, this this is the reason you head along because I'm tipping most, if not all, the Qbread lots are going under the hammer here on Sunday. So therefore, Qbread lots are eligible for that $14,000 first win bonus, seven and a half second win bonus, and then they've got all those $1,000 uh, cash bonuses throughout the year as well. So that just adds to the reason to get trackside here on Sunday and check out this sale. Yeah, definitely. Look, it, it it is a great scheme, and it's um, it's really uh, put a, put the horses into perspective and and uh, put a put a good value on them. And um, and it is it is uh, speaking from a training point of view. When your horse, a Qbread horse, does win its first race, it it is quite quite special, and it's it's a good kick along. And you know you can re- recoup what you've outlaid for your for your horse there in, in that bonus scheme, you know. So it's uh, it's very important and it's, it's just wonderful to the industry. I've got to ask, the uh, APG sale was staged in late January. Really good results. Were you bullied by those results? Um, yeah, look, they, they put a lot of into it. And, um, yeah, I think that the, the price of the horses, you know, they were... They were up there, and um, you know maybe that was the interstate buyers um, bumping that price on and wanted to be part of the Qbread scheme. I, I, re- I really don't uh, don't uh, know on that one, but uh, we hope that the uh, prices and um, that keep up for the sale on Sunday. What's the interest being like, not only locally but interstate-wise? Have you had strong reactions to the catalogue? Yeah, we we have, Chris. Um, Locally, people um, play their cards pretty close to the chest, and they know how uh, how it all works. But um, the interstate interest has been really strong. Something that has um, been good ever since COVID, when we had our online sale that year, 
Um, and of course, it will be streamed online again. So bidding is available online there. And it, it, the interstate people, they don't have to come up. They can they can see the yearlings and, and they can bid online from, from their home. And um, yeah, there has been quite a lot of interest. All right. Well, it's all uh, exciting. The countdown continues. It's this Sunday at the Rickliffe Paceway, Series 15, the Garage Rickliffe Yearling Sale. First lot in the ring at noon. Catalogues are available. They're trackside today, and they're also available through the Garrard's Horse and Pound store. So if you haven't got yourself a copy, uh, just reach out, and you'll be able to find out all the uh, all the information. You can go to Darren's website as well, Darren Everton Co Auctioneer, and uh, all the information is on that site as well. Darren, really appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck on Sunday. I'm sure it's going to be a great success. Yeah, no worries, Chris. Thank you very much. There's Darren Ebert. He'll be doing all of the auctioneering on Sunday with that sale. So over 60 lots going under the hammer and all of the uh, the great stallions are represented. So there's some wonderful families, as Darren just outlined. So that's this Sunday coming through at the Paceway. Al Barnes is about to join me now because there's a few things I wanted to ask Al about today because he's got his trotter stepping out today, Father Christmas, chasing back-to-back wins after scoring last week. But I just wanted to find out about a few of his other horses. And he's online with us now. Al, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. Father Christmas, can he go back to back today? It'd be nice. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> the, well the extra week, distance though. will help. Sorry, Chris. He was, he, he was good last week. Yeah, he's strong. He actually stepped really good last week, which is unusual for him. He's not normally quick away from a stand. So uh, if he could do that again this week, he'll be right in it. Yeah, it's a good point you raise. He was sharp away last week, and that was the difference between winning and losing. He is qualified for that Jim McNeil final, so when we do resume racing at Albion Park, uh, he's going to be right in the mix for that race as well. Yeah, he's certainly found some form um, since Jack and Brendan and the team have taken him over. He's gone ahead, and he's consistent, and he's doing really well. Okay, so he's a happy horse. The other horse that I wanted to ask you about this morning, Northview Hustler, he went around in the free-for-all on Saturday night. I thought he was a real eye-catcher. That was the race won by Speeches Silver. He was charging home late. Firstly, were you happy with his effort? And B, is he going to feature in a stable change? Yes, mate, he's at Jack's Nat at present. Um, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do there for them. What brought on the change? Um, property I was renting has been sold, so I've moved out this week, so I don't have anywhere to train them at the moment. So um, Jack offered to help and, and take some horses to keep them going for me and um, yeah, until I can find somewhere else to set up. And Turpins have opened their doors and, and let me move in there with the horses in time. So we've got a little bit of work to set that up and get ready. But uh, once I can do that, we'll be away again. Okay. Just on your old property... That was severely affected by the, the recent floods. I, I'm sure I saw some vision and um, it, it was just completely wiped out. Uh, yeah, the driveway wasn't pretty. It was about a 50-metre wide river running right through the middle of the driveway. I couldn't get in to feed the horses there for a day, so it wasn't pretty. But uh, the rest of the property survived pretty good. It was pretty hilly, so it was just the, the creek that ran right up high and made a bit of a mess. Were you surprised or stunned by the amount of water that was flowing through the property at the time? Chris, I've been there for five years. I've never seen water come over the driveway, and it was, you know, it was half a metre over the, um, the top rail. So, yeah, I've I've never seen it come up like that before. Okay. Well, the good news is that the horses are safe. You're safe. So just on Northview Hustle, so a change of stable. Reckless Cup now worth a hundred thousand dollars. Could could I say that that could be a big target for him uh, later this year? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll probably um, leave him with Jack for as long as I can, to be honest. Um, Jack's pretty keen to have a crack with him, and and while he's happy and he's, Jack's got a good setup for his, that will really help benefit his joints, so he might as well stay there for a while and we'll see what he can do. A couple I've seen him have improved and done a really good job, so old Hustler's been good to me, so if he can improve another five or ten metres, he'll be one of the better ones every week. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. He's still got that uh, fire in the eye. And the other horse that uh, you, you were training, and now Jack has taken over, is Bonnie's a rock. And she came up a little short last week at the 2040. She's drawn barrier one tomorrow night, but it's back at 1780. Can she take them all the way? I think she can. Um, I thought she's probably a bit unlucky last week. I thought Brenny probably went too slow early. If he'd rolled a more even tempo, she might have got home. But yeah, that's gone now. We don't know how that could have panned out, but um, she's going really good. She's improved. Uh, Barry Draw's been a good asset for her, so she's in front. They'll have to chase her. All right. Well, that's uh, that's good news on the horse front. I know you've been very busy at Albion Park getting it back in order. At, at this point, as we stand here right now, uh, how does it look? Uh, yeah, we're ready to go, mate. Track's good. Uh, stables are good. Everything's sort of tidy up and a fresh lick of paint. Um, so bar power, we're, we're pretty well ready to go. So we're all systems go for our jump outs tomorrow. And uh, that'll be good to everyone to come here and see sort of what's been done and how much work's actually been done here, which has been plenty of work done. We've had a lot of volunteers come and help and it's been really good. So looking forward to getting back racing. And just on that day tomorrow with the, the workouts at Albion Park, it, it sounds like there's going to be quite a few horses there. From what I've been told, about 40 is turning up for the day. So yeah. it'll be good. I mean, track's fantastic. Track's really good. So, um, yeah, everyone will be happy. Well, job well done to you, Tony Turpin and Brian McCall uh, leading the way with the track. We look forward to seeing you back in action tomorrow. Appreciate the time and update this morning. Best of luck with the trotter today, Father Christmas. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, mate. There's Al Barnes joining us. So an update there, Northview Hustler now goes to the stables of Jack Butler. And uh, he's now also got Father Christmas and Bonnie's a Rock. And so all of the Barnes horses have now transferred to Jack. So uh, we'll keep following them with uh, particular interest. Racetrack Rolfe joins us each and every Tuesday. He's going to find us a winner today because, as we mentioned earlier, Steve, it's either going to be a feast or a famine. So let's see what Ralphie's come up with. He's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What have you found today? It should be fairly easy today on tipping. Yeah, look, it was interesting you had uh, Scott Miller on earlier because I've lobbed for one of theirs. Uh, I think it's an outstanding horse. Race seven, number nine, some moment, somewhere. As uh, Scott said earlier, he campaigned his two-year-old uh, season down in Victoria and then has had a long, long layoff. He's back now. He's had two, back, uh, two runs back from a spell and it was an excellent effort first up when he was third uh, before last week at Redcliffe, he completely dominated his rivals there. Um, there's still a lot of upside in this horse. He's still not at peak fitness, um, and today he'll overcome the uh, the awkward barrier. Uh, and I'm expecting this horse to get to go on a bit of a run here. I think he's outstanding. He's a, he's lowly assessed, and he looks uh, he looks a really really talented horse. I think he's a standout. Race seven, number nine, some moment somewhere. I love the confidence. Race seven, number nine, some moment, somewhere, the best bet. I tend to agree. I think there's a, a lot more to come from this guy. I wouldn't be shocked. He, he could be the type of horse that could keep improving. And with that uh, Queensland race in lead up to the rising sun later in the year, 
wouldn't be shocked if he could measure up for a race like that. Yeah, I think uh, probably the, the best thing with him is since that two-year-old campaign, he t- didn't campaign as a three-year-old, and we all know they get stronger during those uh, that time. And I, I just think that's in his in his, uh, his favour. So I'm with you. I think he's just uh, going to go um, a long way. All right, race seven, number nine, the best bet today. That wraps up the daily double, and it's also a leg of the triple and the quaddy. So that's our best bet. Just spoke with Al Barnes before. Uh, they've got their big workouts uh, planned tomorrow. Do you plan on heading along for a little bit of a sticky beat? Yep, I'll be out there, Chris. I'll be having a look and see what's uh, taking place and probably interested in a couple of horses that uh, might even be uh, trialling there tomorrow. Mm. They've, uh, and led the yeah, believe there's a few smart ones there. Yeah, they've. Um, I know. I know that there's a couple of horses there that haven't gone round on the smaller tracks, and uh, they're just waiting to to come back to Albion Park. I get a chance there tomorrow in one of these trials, a few of these trials. So it'll be interesting to see who turns up. All right. Well, I might even try and head along. We might even do mobile rolling live from Albion Park when those workouts are taking place. Ralphie, as always, appreciate the time. Race seven, number nine, some moment, somewhere. We'll see you trackside later today. Will do, Chris. Thank you.